Legends of Christmas. And here are two people on my naughty list, Neil and Chris. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Urbane Legends, the 12 Legends of Christmas. Uh, I am Chris Flynn and my fellow inmate is Mr. Neil Herbert. And we're still snowed in. Uh, the prison-style tattoo I gave myself has become rather infected, hasn't it, Neil? Yeah, that's... Uh, Doesn't that's smell great, does it? Separating pus isn't the nicest smell I can have in here. No. Um, environment. Unfortunately, I was short on uh, saline water and antiseptic patches. So uh, I'm just going to, after we finish this, I'm going to try and cauterize it with a hot knife. So that's, I'm sure. that should prove to be a lot of fun. If it worked for people in the dark ages, I think it's worked just as well for you. Yeah, or tough guys in uh, revenge-style military uh, TV series where they get shot with a bullet and they quarterize it themselves. Yeah, after operating on themselves. No, I do this myself. I do it myself. Yeah, then uh, stitch it up. Yeah. Jobs are good and there you go. <laughs> Just carry on, carry on with your revenge mission. Oh, yeah. I saw the days you'll be up and about. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I sort of feel like... Digging a bullet out of your own ribcage. <laughs> I sort of feel like they underplay the damage that bullets can do in a lot of... <laughs> yeah, it's... Stuff. But like, like some people might have taken that a little bit too seriously. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I've been shot yeah. five times. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, it's merely a flesh wound. <laughs> well, the thing is, there's... What you've got to think is there's the damage that it does to the baddie and there's the damage it'll do to the good guy. Because effectively they're like Nerf guns, aren't they? Machine guns on like Rambo or whatever. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. When you say the damage it'll do to the baddie, do you mean kind of psychological damage, realising that he has become more beast than man? Well, there is that. <laughs> I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking... Very, um, they're, 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 they're always very rounded characters that are portrayed as deep thinkers. <laughs> I'm thinking of that scene in Commando where one of the uh, military, for example, comes out and he says something like, I hear killing little girl is like pretty nice butter. And then he comes out with his big machine gun to save his daughter and just fires vaguely in the direction of all of these swarthy evil people. And you fall over or jump on trampolines when his patients go off and so on and so forth. Oh, Commando's a, a five minute. Never seen it. Never seen it's, it. It's an absolute laugh riot. You have to watch it. I have to. Is there something? No. Well, I would. I'll right, put it another. I would highly recommend it. I'm sure right. there's a line in there, something like, "I eat green berets for breakfast." Doctor Green oh. they sasses him, sassing a green beret. Right, prison eh? talk about what they did to whatever, and he's like, "Green beret, I shit all over you about that." I my am commando. My special things. I use my commando skills. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever unit he was in was like the best of the best. Yeah, the commandos. Yeah. So um, the do the commandos order. still exist? I thought they were a World War Two thing. Well, there's the British commandos and the American commandos, I guess. So, no, I think I don't know, actually. I thought like the best well, the Navy SEALs were the best American ones, and the SAS were the best British ones. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. Yeah, because commandos. I mean, they kind of mutated into. I don't know, actually. I was just watching that. He, he was just—he was a retired member of a defunct World War Two. <laughs> yeah, I don't because I don't. Yeah, I don't honestly don't know whether whether they were like replaced by the SAS or whether the command. I think they were. No, do you know what? Like the British commanders do exist because they, I have think the, still do they advertise. Yeah, they advertise for it, don't, don't they? Yeah. Where they're like 
where they like uh, that guy comes out of the bushes and cuts that guy's neck, and or they're going through the water. Yeah, I think they are pretty. They're really elite. good. At they're hot, just not the elitist of the elite or whatever. They're really I good think. at hiding. The yeah. Great camouflage. They're like um, they become one with the night. <laughs> basically, join the army, and if you're right, then they teach you to become Batman. Well, they basically they um, they inject you with octopus DNA. Yes, so that you super, can super, super, British sleeper serum, <laughs> which is octopus DNA. Yeah. Doesn't make you any stronger. Just on the formula, Chris. <laughs> but you're Commando's protecting our shores. <laughs> but you're really good at um, just like uh, melding into the background. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and if all else fails, you can swim off and just spew a load of ink out behind you. <laughs> yes, and then you can find <laughs> shit a load of ink out. Yeah, you've you've suddenly got eight brains. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a problem if you're in the middle of a curry house and you've had a bit too much to drink. But yes, we had very few of those I mean, accidents in the seventies. It all gets hushed up. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the commandos do exist, right? We've we've figured that out because. Um, they still advertise to join it on TV. Yes. It's weird, isn't it, the advertising to join the military on TV? It's like, I mean, it's not, it's a bit like, because I always think of adverts a bit like when you're in the supermarket and you go up to the till and you make an impulse purchase. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll be impulse purchasing joining the military. Do you know That's what I mean? why you're not going to see the world, Chris. Well, that and I'm 40. Yeah. Well, so yeah. <laughs> the war would have to be going pretty bad. I was going to say, even if even if there's a draft of everyone in the country, I think there's six year olds who are going to get drafted ahead of me. Yeah, but I mean, you'd be use, you'd be useful in because um, you're quite good at Rome Total War and those kind of games. So That's true. Yeah. Good, okay. You'd be good at a war room. Just just give me twenty two hundred thousand disposable <laughs> men. I'll end this war for you. But actually, planking's still really important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, using like. What's what's one thousand year old tactics? <laughs> how many how many longbowmen have we got? Get them all lined up by the lake. <laughs> what do you mean we haven't been putting money into trebuchets? This is unbelievable. <laughs> anyone been practicing their longbow skills? <laughs> you only got thirty bullets. I mean, you know, they cost a lot more to make than arrows. Need some Phoenician archers. Um. Do we still use war elephants? <laughs> oh, we should. We absolutely should. Um, the problem with elephants is they're not bulletproof, are they? Unlike well, our giants. Inject them with enough octopus DNA. We'll see if we <laughs> figure that one out. Well, what would be good? Um, tur- like tur- Armored tur- rhinos? Tortoise, de- tortoise DNA? That, that was in that Zack Schneider movie, wasn't it? From 300 or whatever. That, that's a so-called was rare that? stick. That, yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a war rhino and... I've seen like every Persian soldier look like they've, or the high command from Persia look like they'd walked out of kind of like heaven or something from like London gay club. I've seen 300. What weird. I can remember is everyone had computer graphics muscle bodies and Darius was uh, really camp. And that's all like I, a fetish kind of like, yeah, it's that's all some I can, really weird stuff going on in Zack Snyder's head. Yeah, that's all I, I, I can remember. That's what all is. I can remember of the entire thing. Well, I mean, just... I know that I know the story of it because I'm a you know you know me Neil I'm a I'm a keen yeah. I'm a keen watcher of history but um, yeah I don't know it's a bit they kind of like that stuff don't they it's like there's ah oh, what's it called there's like a I've never seen it there's like a TV series like based in Rome where they're all super muscly as well well like like a lot of those eighties things it's just very homoerotic whenever mm. he wants to sort of you know admit it 
Yeah, and also, like, you couldn't get the kind of, or you probably wouldn't get the kind of muscles which they have in those films. Yeah, they see the roids or CGI. In the 80s, it would have just taken a lot of steroids, and they would just CGI those onto you. Yeah. Do you reckon that was just like Gerald Butler was just wearing a green screen on his chest? (laughs) No, he was that muscly. What's your problem? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, like all, yeah, I mean, he definitely has the genetics for it being from Glasgow. Uh, <laughs> no, the thing, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's, uh, it gives us all an unrealistic view of the human body, Neil. And this is true. Yeah. You know, isn't that, isn't that the real, isn't that the real Christmas for Mopoli that we all wrestle with? <laughs> with like, the, like, like common sense is that the hot gates trying to beat off the barbarian hordes of whatever. Of, Even though um, actually Persia was an incredibly enlightened empire and yada yada yada. Yes, uh, much more so than the um oh, the Spartans. Yeah, I mean to be fair, the uh, what was it the, the boy lovers from Greece were were pretty enlightened. But uh, well, thank uh, you. So I'm just, not sure I'd want to live in Spartan society. Well, they well, would just, uh, let's be honest. I'd, I'd be getting thrown I'm, over that fucking cliff. Yeah, you, sweet. Wouldn't, you wouldn't have got. You wouldn't would have got to a point where you made the inspection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then when the kids were like ten. Then they just like take him out to the wilderness and go. Yeah, again, right, just you got you got to stay out here for like if you make it back after two. Yeah. No, they had to stay out for like a couple of years and survive. And yeah, if they did, that's me dead after two days. <laughs> Twisted my ankle. <laughs> Where's the nearest petrol station? <laughs> I need a pot noodle. <laughs> I've got a hump for my food. Fuck this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hiking to just, Athens. I'll probably just lay. Here. I'm a civilized. <laughs> yeah, just, just give up. <laughs> just one minute in. As soon as it goes right, you have to survive. You just lay down and go into a fetal position and cover yourself in wolf sauce. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, okay. thank God we don't live in those times. Well, they, they, um, they, <laughs> it was like they were like the most toxic masculinity uh, group of people ever. Like because what they would eat because they thought it gave them life blood. Like, like, ugh, make us tough, tough man. They would just, they would eat raw congealed blood, animal blood, mixed with vinegar, and that's all they'd eat. Tough them up for battle. Tough them up for battle. Like, well, if you can hold this down, then you can take on, you can take on the Persians. Well, what you find with a lot, anyway, with a lot of these things, it was a bit like a similar with the sort of Athenians to an extent, although, you know, obviously there's a lot more philosophy and stuff. I'll tell you what, there, Neil, but... I'll tell you what, I prefer a hot chocolate with a marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, at least, you know, it's, it's arguably got more nutrition in it. Well, I don't know, blood's pretty don't nutritious. Care about that. I mean, I do, I do eat black pudding, so I'm, black not, pudding. I'm not anti, I'm not anti eating animal blood. Look. <laughs> but I don't. But I don't Literally mix it with vinegar. Let's meet this halfway. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have a fry up. <laughs> we'll have a fry up. Yeah. I'll yeah. do some tactics for you. Yeah. yeah. I'll have a. I'll have a lovely fry up. Couple of eggs, sausages, bit of bacon, couple of bread. So on your army here, you need some people doing logistics as well. Yeah. yeah. That's that's why you can't beat the Athenians. Yeah. They're thinkers. I know. You don't like, stop growling, Liam. <laughs> <me. laughs> oh, no, you don't like think. Don't, don't, don't put me into the bottomless pit. Right. <laughs> that's, that's Look at those Athenian cut liberal soy boys. <laughs> Look, mate, if you want to win, you're going to... I know you don't trust experts, right? But <laughs> you do keep losing. I'll tell you what, I'll, you can all oil up before battle out, battle out. Yeah, go on. You go, you boys go and have an oil. Leave me, leave, me, leave me here for a couple of minutes with my little map and a... 
few twigs which I move around, and uh, you know, you've got a 14% higher chance of winning. Also, I mean, I would say that um, getting rid of two-thirds of your manpower at birth is probably not an ideal thing to take on the rest of the Greek cities. <laughs> Just saying. Use them, as, use them as fodder if you must. Well, precisely. Well, there yeah. we go. A little bit of history now. Can you, yeah. tell that, can you tell that we've been here for seven days? <laughs> <laughs> clearly being driven mad. We've never um, even got to the fact that the entire kind of world with most of them was just... Con- Turns out you can run a society as long as you're just lots and lots of slaves to do all of the real work. Yeah, that's all right, isn't it? Yeah. It's fine. You can, you can all play Action Man instead. <laughs> you, can go, you can go and play Tough Boys. Uh, you wouldn't say that if they were here, though, would you now? No, wouldn't say that face. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> would you say it to Gerard Butler's face? I mean, probably, <laughs> probably, but yeah, because I mean, don't get me wrong, Jared Butler could absolutely probably take me, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think he'd care. He seems, he seems reasonably. Yeah, he's right. probably, yeah, he's probably an alright guy, and he, he'd, be, he'd probably have a bit of a laugh with it. Like he'd be down to a Scots lad. Mm. I imagine he's, you know, he probably found it quite amusing. You know, they're oh, <laughs> paying me all this money to have a, just to wear a green t-shirt and shout yeah, a lot. <laughs> You'll have that, fair enough. Yeah, why not? I'll fucking take that all day long, mate. <laughs> uh, good luck to Fucking don't know if they're coming or going. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking Schneider guy, he's a right numpty. <laughs> so, now, we're here for one reason and one reason only. We're snowed Campaign in. Campaign for a Scottish Batman. <laughs> Campaign for a Scottish <laughs> Batman. I'll fucking have that for a dollar, I'll tell you what. Anyway, no. I am the Dark Knight. Don't you fucking forget it. <laughs> oh, oh, no, t- oh, you're the Joker, are you? You fucking weirdo. Get over there. I was fucking just joking, now I absolutely you. do want this. <laughs> Every time it's into the Batman, he's just got like a really harsh Glaswegian voice. Yeah. I'll give you a fucking Glasgow kiss, you bastard. Fucking cut, yeah. A Glasgow kiss for uh, anyone not from the UK is a headbutt. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you a fucking Glasgow kiss. Oh, milky you. Um, we, we get most of our Scottish slang from Rapsley Ness, but well, I'm saying anyway. I get it from some Rapsley Ness and some family members. Yeah, um, so, now, apart from the history, we're here to talk about new Christmas legends. That's true, actually. That's true. Yeah. So, have you got one for us? I completely forgot what it's going to be. Yeah, I have actually. It's um... fantastic. Is it another one of uh, Santa's gang? <laughs> did, did you know what? It turns out, you know, Christmas Urban Legends heavy on Santa's bicycle gang or whatever. We, we motorcycle gang or bicycle gang. Oh, I like them. Put <laughs> some respect. Put some respect. And the bell. Ding, 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 ding. Out oh, of the I way. Have, I have some meth in my pannier. <laughs> Hey, put some put some respect on his name. Yeah. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. He could be a little electric bike. You know, for going up hills and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. get get respect, wouldn't it? From the Yeah, a little he could have um could have a little Brompton fold away bike. Yeah. So he could put it on the so he could block up the trains. Had it converted with <laughs> Oh, I say you you anti cyclist here. I cycle. I've got a bike. I just don't take him on trains because 
Hey man, look if you want hey, if you want a little fold away Brompton, uh, I, I happen to commute and and the train is <laughs> three miles from where I work, so it just happens to be really convenient for me. Thanks, yeah. And the tra- <laughs> I've really and, come and, down on the side of the cyclist. <laughs> And the office, the office is actually uh, over three hundred meters from the station, so we need my Brompton. Well, any anything that uh, reduces the amount of traffic on the road, I say good luck to you. Hey, anything that's good for the planet is good by my accounts, Neil. That's what no, I no, say. No, fuck the planet. No, fuck that. Drive yeah. that into the ground. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did my turn off? Then let's ten degrees. Yeah. Well, then we'll start making money hand over fist. Might actually get out of this fucking basement. <laughs> Whatever it is, we're stuck in this bunker. With, with our Icelandic white vineyards and yeah. uh, Norwegian mango farms. Exactly, yeah. Right, so today's, today's legend. A very, very, very workmanlike start there, Neil. Like it. <laughs> right then. Paul it's, up, it's, he pulls up his trousers. <laughs> one of those got bored, just going to crack <laughs> Yeah, enough of that. Here's... Come on then. Best nickel. Belsnickel. Oh. Bells, Belsnickel. Also known as Belschnickel. Belschnickel. Belsnickel. Belsnickel. Pelsnickel. Pelsnickel. Or Belsnickel. Belsnickel. That's yeah. what I'm going Two for. Two words. Yeah. <laughs> Is a crotchety fur clad Christmas gift bringer figure in the folklore of the Palatinate region of southwestern Germany along the Rhine. Oh my God. Not there again. Fuck's be... <laughs> sake. How many do they need? <laughs> It's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, they've got, they're going to give them about 12 of these, aren't we? The Rhine, the Saarland, and the Olden World area of uh, Baden, which is I've pronounced that wrong. Um, the figure is also preserved in Pennsylvania Dutch communities and Brazilian German communities. Oh, don't want to yeah. talk about the Brazilian German communities. <laughs> Have you been cloning Hitler? You've been a naughty boy. <laughs> Again, uh, another cheesy bad was, movie I'd thoroughly recommend. I remember watching. Um, so there was someone like doing a doing a trip around Brazil. Like uh, I can't remember. It's like like the Tropic of Cancer or something that goes through Brazil. And there is like right on the right kind of the west side of Brazil. So in the Amazon and just before mm. the Andes, you do get these towns which are like alpine towns where the ger- like German people. Um, for whatever reason, went to at some point, maybe after a conflict. <laughs> in, in fairness, with I think with Argentina, um, you're right. There was there was an ex- an exodus after the Second World War for some reason. But no, there, there's a there's a German South American um, community. I think it's in largely Argentina, but that predates back to I think it's like 19th century. I think it goes okay. back to yeah. So there was quite a large community. Cause I, I'm, it's but, something got, like, but you go there and it looks like an alpine village yeah, in the yeah. middle of the fucking jungle. It's like really weird. Yeah, there's some weird thing where I, I think a load of it may have been to do with like um, a religion, a religious something. thing. You know, where you had like yeah, the Huguenots going to America and the sort mm. of uh, you know Catholics going to France and whatnot, and yeah. various people going. There was, I think, there was some, there's some large. So I think it goes back further than that. Actually, and yeah, the, I know there is. I think it's the Germans were like the third largest like European. I guess after the Spanish and Portuguese, you would think, but yeah, Italian. A... There's loads of Italians in Italy, in um, Argentina. Argentina, yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, but I mean, yeah, mm. massive. A lot of um, lot of Welsh in Argentina. Oh really? 
Yeah, and down in Patagonia, they a lot of them still speak Welsh as well as Argentinian because they went there to do mining and oh, ended up okay. setting up communities and stuff, Welsh and some Scottish, which is why you get Argent, like the Argentinian footballer whose yeah, second yeah. name is McAllister. Oh, okay, yeah, that's interesting. I yeah. suppose it's like the Cornish thing, a lot of the tin miners mm-hmm. went abroad, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, one our mining sort of side. Oh, they were offered good money because they yeah, were expert they miners. Were some of the best, so they were, they ended up getting. getting isn't it true? Thing. Isn't it supposed that uh, Tolkien based the um, dwarves on Welsh miners? Entirely possible. I've got no idea. Mm. Not a huge Tolkien fan. It's been perfectly good stuff, but um, yeah, yeah. I read Lord of the Rings when those films came out, and I was like, I've yeah, started fine. watching the. Ring of Power or whatever it's called. Yeah, I've got two episodes in and I'm already quite bored. Yeah, I've tried to read the Salmarillion or whatever it's called, and it's like, uh, maybe not. It's like the Bible, but... (laughs) But but even more made up. I was going to say, all we can say about that, because I won't get into it, because I don't want to, you know, but... um, yeah, but just one one guy came up with it. But uh, I mean, it's just really impressive in a way. In 2,000 years, someone might be taking it really seriously. Might as well. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. If, you know, if you can make a religion out of Scientology, you know, Alan Hubbard, give fair play to him. Then, uh, you know, yeah, you can do it out of anything. Make it out of I've been thinking. I really like the moon, right? I think the, the moon. Yeah, I really yeah. like it. I like looking up at the moon and going, "All right." Yeah, I'm thinking. Shall, shall I start worshiping? <laughs> shall I start worshiping the moon? I'd, I'd be amazed if somebody already doesn't. Yeah, I might have a look. See if there's a religion which worships the moon I and. Mean, the- but to be honest, I think no matter what the religion, if it's organised, it's probably not for me. Yeah, well, I mean, it's bound to go back to, like, Greek myth and stuff, isn't it? Oh, they, were, they used to. I'm yeah. sure they used to. Well, they used to, there was a moon god and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I like the moon. Might might start worshipping yeah. it. He's all right. He's all right. You know, he's not as, like, shouty as the sun, is he? No, it doesn't burn my he's skin. Apollo. He's just kind of like, you know, constantly... Oh, Look at me. He's, he's like Robbie Williams, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the moon's like a nice little... What's that... What's the little little fella called? I don't know. Jeffers Wally. Oh, Mark Owen. Mark Owen. Yeah, he's like a little Mark Owen or something. Isn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, the religion which I'm starting up is based on all, fun. all, all celestial bodies are members of boy bands from yeah. the nineties. <laughs> or maybe one of Westlife. I couldn't tell you what any of those are called. Yeah, or Backstreet Boys, or yeah. I don't know. That's your kids on the block. Your kids on the block, brother. In that, I believe. Probably. Yeah. I'm thinking well, the moon should start a burger. Franchise. The moon should start a burger a franchise. franchise. Yeah. The moon should. Yeah. Lunar well, the burgers. reason why I, the reason why I like the moon is it's not interested in capitalism. It's um, it's more of a techno anarchist. No, but it could. All right, so it could be like a kind of soup kitchen for the homeless or something, couldn't it? The moon soup kitchens. Yeah. But the moon doesn't have any money. Well, it's charitable basis. So the moon should start a go. The moon does a, a Patreon or a Kickstarter or something. I, I think know. the other problem is the moon isn't sentient. Or, or the, the, moon, the moon applies to the Charities Commission for a... Yeah. For set, up, set up a charity in the UK. Yeah. Applies online. Oh, well, if I start the religion, then I could then get charitable status, so not pay tax, yeah, get I'm just saying, to. tax approval on the religious side, cover yourself on the charitable side. <laughs> then I could use the donations... A little bit of money goes missing. Could use the moon, don't the, the donations which I get off moon... Uh, Moon Mints, I'm going to call the followers. Yeah. Oh, no, there's all, I think they already exist. The Moonies, don't they? The Moonies, That's yeah. a different thing. Um, you could use that to then give money to the, give arms to the poor. Mm. 
There we go. It's all falling together arm, now. Arm the poor, yeah. Arm the poor, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Guns for everyone. Marvellous. If you give a man a fish, he can eat for a day. If you give a man... You've been there, he can have whatever he wants. <laughs> so it's cop. Yeah. I've seen I've seen falling down. I didn't I didn't stay to the end of the movie. I assume it all went well. Yeah, it probably worked out. He got he got that breakfast burger he wanted out of McDonald's, didn't he? Yep, put that it away and went back to work. I've seen enough, that's great. I'm <laughs> go out and get in. I assume all went all went well. Yeah, I'll give that a go in future. Yeah. <laughs> Good advice, I Good thought. idea. Good idea. Right, I've got to go. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, so you're going to need to heavily edit down this to get to the point. No, it's fine. It just so, go out as like a three-hour... Um, for bizzle-nizzle. Right, bizzle-nizzle. I mean, let's be honest, he's just going to whip kids and shit, isn't he? Yeah. Just same old, same old. Um, okay, oh no, hang on a second. Don't so, oversell it. He may have been based on an older German myth, Necht Ruprecht, who was a sort oh. of St. Nicholas, the character from Northern Germany, but... Unlike those figures, he does not accompany St. Nicholas. Oh, okay. He visits alone. Alone. And combines both the threatening and benign aspects, which in other traditions are divided between the St. Nicholas and the companion. And the MC. Yeah. Yeah. And his gang. Okay, Okay. so he's not one of St. Nick's crew. Oh, right. He's He's like Solo. He's like Omar from The Wire. Yeah. Isn't he? he is, yeah. He's, yeah, he, well, I he, he is. He has violence, but he's also, but he also has a benign side. That snickle collar. Yeah. <laughs> so, fair enough. I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. <laughs> he's a man wearing furs and sometimes a mask with a long tongue. Mm. He's typically Saucy. very. <laughs> They've always got long tongues, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Again, very much puts me in mind of... Uh, kiss. Kiss, yeah. But I suppose that's the usual kind of demonic thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, this one isn't necessarily demonic, so... Yeah. No, come on then. Spill the Typ- beans. Typically very ragged and dishevelled. Yeah. He wears torn, tattered and dirty clothes, and he carries a switch in his hand with which to beat the naughty children. Yeah. But also pockets mm. full of cakes, candies and nuts for good children. Oh. The only thing I'm thinking here, Chris, is it's like... That's great. You've got a chocolate eclair in your pocket, <laughs> but your pocket does smell of piss. So, less of a treat for me. It's all right. I've just got it's a nice child. It's, all, it's fine. I've, um, I've let, me just, up... let me just wipe it off a little bit with my straight across the sleeve. It's fine. I've, um, You're becoming a naughty child now. I've, 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 I've stored them all in condoms, so you just need to undo the top. <laughs> oh, See? brilliant. It's fine. Yeah. It just smells. It just smells lightly of uh, rubber and spermicide. Mmm, chocolate eclair though. <laughs> um, you might want to. You might want to eat round the cream. It's been in there a couple of weeks. Look at the government. I went bin diving for these few weeks. So I can't. It should be. I can't guarantee the freshness. Unfortunately. <laughs> I freaking them out the back of the Sainsbury's. Come on, it'll be all right. <laughs> What's the worst thing in that one? If Come on. on Christmas. Who are you to be turning down free chocolate clairs that maybe are on the turn and been inside a condom in my piss pocket? 
Or you'll turn into the naughty. Don't make me get the switch. That's it. Eat it. Smile. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, we've made him probably about 20% more horrifying. Um, so a first-hand 19th century account of the belt stickle tradition in Maryland can be found in Brown's Miscellaneous Writings, a collection of essays by Jacob Brown, born in 1824, apparently. You needed to know that. Good title. What's your, book, what's your book about miscellaneous writings? Who wrote that? That's all we should have called this podcast. Chris and Neil's miscellaneous bollocks. That'll be the Patreon one. Yeah. Miscellaneous musings. Musings sounds too fancy for what we do. That's true. Writing of a period around 1830, Brown says, We did not hear of Santa Claus. Instead, the tradition called for a visit by a different character altogether. Mm. He was known as Chris Kinkle, or Chris Kinkle, belt oh, Not this again. And sometimes as the Christmas woman. <laughs> okay. Children then unknowingly saw the mysterious person, but felt him, or rather his stripes upon their backs with his switch. Oh. The annual visitor would make his appearance some hours after dark, thoroughly disguised. After dark. This sounds a bit more like... Some serial killer. Especially the face, which would sometimes be covered with a hideously ugly fizz. Fizz? Yeah, like physiognomy. That's what they used to call the face. It was like slang. Fizzog. Fizzog. That's, yeah. that's what my gran used to call it. Yeah. Generally wore a female garb, hence the name Christmas Woman. Mm. Sometimes it would be a veritable woman, but with a masculine force and action. He or she would be equipped with. <laughs> Wrong woman. Yeah. Again, maybe steroids. Amazonian. He or she would be equipped with an ample sack around the shoulders filled with cakes, nuts, and fruits. Mm. Oh, there you go. They've put them in a dirty sack instead, so that's slightly that's right, yeah. less off point. And a long hazel switch. Laundry sack. <laughs> which is supposed to have some sort of charm in it as well as a sting. It's a bin bag. Um, <laughs> one, one hand would scatter the goodies upon the floor, and then the scramble would begin by the delighted children. And the other hand would ply the switch upon the backs of the excited youngsters. They would not show a wince. But had it been parental discipline... Literally a switch and bait. <laughs> so... But so it chucks up on a floor and hit the kids. kids and then just hitting them. But well, well, this in the some eight, sort of weird... In the 1800s? This was in 1830, apparently. Right, so basically, so it would have just been a mud track full of horse manure and you're just chucking cakes <laughs> Nuts and cakes. They're like, oh, brilliant. And then you start smacking the kids while they're... Oh, okay. I mean, not not, not great. No. You would say. That's Pope Innocente behaviour, that is. (laughs) I mean, that's... We're we're normalising some not right behaviour there, I would argue. (laughs) What fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, outside Europe, the best little character originated in the Palatinate. When people immigrated to Pennsylvania, they brought the German traditions with them. Uh, I'm just going to plough through this a little bit. He's a character who visits homes prior to Christmas to check on the behaviour of the children. He would show up at houses one to two weeks before Christmas. With a census. (laughs) Yeah, exactly like Santa Claus. And often created fright because he always knew exactly which of the children misbehaved. It definitely wasn't one of the neighbours or their father. (laughs) Absolutely not. He would rap on the coming. He would rap on the door or window with his stick, and often the children would have to answer a question for him or sing some type of song. Very Cowlian. Yeah. 
In exchange, he would toss candies onto the floor. If the children jumped too quick for the treats, they may end up getting struck with a switch. Ah, so it's teaching, it's teaching a bit of restraint now. Yeah. You know, like how you train a dog? It's very much like that. <laughs> wait, wait. It kind wait. of is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's not really whether they've been good or bad. It's just, you know. Yeah, you just, you're, you're teaching restraint. And these kids don't have a lot of good going on in their life, clearly, where someone could just throw a, a, a piss smelling dirty tree on the floor in front of them. <laughs> I can't wait to pounce on top of it. Yeah. Well, tough times, wouldn't it? Tough times in the colonies. Oh, yeah. Hard life. Well, like, it's tough times in the colonies and also tough times in those times if you had German parents by what we've come previously read around yeah, well, yeah. the one joyous time of the kidnapped year. For, kidnapped, yeah. beaten, put barrels. Then there's an 1853 article in a British magazine describing Pennsylvania customs refers to Peltznickel or Nicholas with the fur alluding to the dress of skins in which he is said to be clad. Some make Pelsnickel identical with Chris Crinkle, which is where Chris Crinkle must yeah. come from. But the more general opinion is they are two personages, one a rewarder of the good, the other the punisher of the bad. According to this article, Pelsnickel merely leaves a birch rod in the stockings of naughty children. Mm. Mm-hmm. What, so, so they can fight back? Yeah, exactly. So they get train all year. It's <laughs> just all gang up on the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the bell suddenly comes around. Clever boys. <laughs> so, you know, there's rural and urban characters. Yada, yada, yada. Doesn't go anywhere with that. Thanks for that, Wiki. Um, it doesn't say a lot about the, the original sort of German stuff, though. So it's, no, it seems like it's maybe. Mainly from an American perspective, this. Yeah. Thanks, Internet. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, it's just enough. I mean, the one interesting thing here is he's not knocking around with St. Nicholas. No. I mean, but, supposedly they keep saying he kind of like, he might be, you know, good or bad. Someone bad to others. He seems like a very mixed message to me. He's throwing, you know, sweets well, on if the you floor and then the, whipping if, you. Yeah, if you go too quick, you'll stick to the rules. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, do you know what? Like, the amount of times where I've been at, like, a work function and there's a buffet... And just comes in hoovers a load of people just come and hoover about. hoover it all up. Like I wouldn't mind giving. I wouldn't mind if there was the whipping thing Birch going. Rod. The on. CEO comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that'd be quite good because people are fucking greedy and also they're selfish. So they'll just take all the good stuff and not think that anyone else might want some. People just look out for number one, and I hate it. I think that's really horrible. So uh yeah, I think a bit of birching would do some bit of birching into. Good, yeah. Yeah, put it into employment being, law. Being, being back uh, corporal punishment. <laughs> well, some people, some people fucking deserve it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're that sort of uh, me, 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 and you mm. don't give a shit about anyone else, like, it wasn't, it's not all for you. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is meant for everyone to share. And you go, oh, I just have all the stuff. It's like, fuck you. Fair enough. Um, mm. What else have we got in here? So, it's... There's a. Uh... I remember once, right, when I was working where you used to work and I used to work, there was like a Christmas party and we were having it at the Trafalgar and we were given, the team were given X amount of money to go behind the bar 
and two members of the team who I who weren't very popular, let's put it that way, were given the money to go and put it behind the bar. And they took the money and went to an off-license and bought two bottles of champagne, which they drank themselves, and then there was no money behind the bar, and no one did anything about it. <laughs> like, none of the management did anything about it because they were so weak. Mm. It was fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? Like, that kind of behaviour is just dreadful, isn't it? <laughs> it's just oh, completely know, selfish. Bad. Yeah. Mm. There well, we go. Nice things anymore. Well, that's why I work from home now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why I avoid contact with humans. So, mm. is that about it, Neil? Is that the, is that the story? Just have a look. We'll pull out a few more little fun facts. Fun so, facts. Mm. Tidbits. Because it wasn't much. Um, no. Yeah, the letter, letter from the Times just basically describes what he looks like. That's great. Um, there's a seasonal dark larker called Belsnickle. Dark larker? From Dark Lager. Oh, Dark Lager. Okay. Yeah, Stouts Brewing Company of um, Pennsylvania. Um, in, there's a, he features in the Oz series by L. Frank Baum, like the Wizard of Oz type stuff. Oh, not Oz the Prison. No, not, no, not Austin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Guards, clear the showers. <laughs> he wasn't throwing um, candy on the floor. <laughs> he was throwing wraps of H, wraps of horse on the floor. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Looks like Christmas has come early for Belsnickel. Bow, bow. <laughs> uh, it's just about where he's been. So he's, he's been a book published about him. He was in a, a episode of The Office, apparently. Uh, yeah, yada yada yada. Yeah, that is about it. To be honest with you. Okay. Well, he's he's at least he's not part of Santa's gang. That's good. I think no, we've, we'll I that. think we've gone through all the, the Santa original gang thing. Ones. I think that, I believe that's the last of that. Um, yeah. There's no more um, Santa gang. No, no more Santa, Santa gang. MC. That's what we're, we're aware of. So. Uh, cool. All right, Neil. Should yeah. we um should we crack on with a bit of the old uh, six Back to the Pruno. Back yep. to the Pruno. All right, guys, uh, I hope you're having a nice day, whatever you're doing. And we'll be back with another one of these tomorrow, which may or may not contain more or less of an actual legend. So uh, have, a, have a nice rest of your day or evening. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ho, ho, ho. See you tomorrow. Remember, don't drink and drive. Ho, 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 ho.